Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of a Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go there to HashtagBasketball.com today. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I have a question for you. Okay. You you, you always have a, a, an interesting question. We always talk before the show what we're going to talk about, but then you never tell me what you're, you're going to ask me. So I'm, I'm, very, I'm always interested in what you're going to ask me. All right. So this is this is an easy question. You could you could look this up for yourself. Okay. But I will ask you this question because I think this is interesting. So who is the highest rated player according to Yahoo? Now, I am not going to check this on hashtag basketball.com because it would be very, very difficult to cross-reference it. But the highest rated player on Yahoo currently who is not owned in 100% of leagues. Do you know the answer to this question? It is not rostered in 100% of leagues, but ranked really, really, really high. Uh, Man, that's that's a tough question. I think we kind of agree that you know, we can pretty much rely on uh, Yahoo to be pretty solid in their in their like roster percentage wise. So I'm gonna say it's like someone who's closer to 50, 50, 60 range. Uh, but then I don't know. I'm gonna go with like Talon Horton Tucker. Well, okay, so it, it, it depends on where you you cut off your ranking at, right? So okay. if you just if you just go, Talon Horton Tucker is the 33rd ranked player by Yahoo, and he's only owned in six. True. He's only played four games. Kind of unfair. Right. But the first player, and this is maybe pretty interesting, the first two players actually, they're ranked 13th and 14th, are not owned in 100% of leagues, are Chris Epps Porzingis and DeMar DeRozan. What's, uh, do you think there's just like some people who are playing in like, three team leagues, four team leagues. And they have like, they're just like, even, even then you should be rostering those guys. Well, they're ranked 13th and 14th. That's, yeah. why it's in, that's why it's interesting. So I'm always confused by this. I don't know if like, you know how in baseball people play like in NL only leagues and AL only leagues. Like, are those a thing in basketball? Like, like West these... Western conference only. Yeah. Like how are these two players not owned in 2% of leagues? I and don't know. Sure. Just further down from that, Al Horford ranked 16th, not owned in 12% of leagues. And Jonas Valanciunas also not owned in 2% of leagues. Yeah. Just confused. I mean, I wonder the ones that are like one or 2%, 12% with Al Horford is a tragedy. Uh, so I don't know what people are doing, but those like one to 2%. I just kind of wonder if like people draft a league and then they don't play. Yeah, but like, even if you draft a league, like, how did Chris Tapps and Demar Derozan not get not drafted? get drafted? Yeah, unless this is like you roster four, like you roster a starting five, and that's it. But even still, like, doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah no, no, none of this adds up, Tyler. Uh, if if there's anyone out there who plays in a Western Conference only league or like an Atlantic Division only league, I don't know. Like, I'm talking myself into Dude, it. You know what? If, uh, this would be a challenge for me if you said, "Okay, name every team in this division." I, I would know. struggle to do it for a bunch of the different divisions. There was a period. I feel like there was like a handful of years where they're like 
shouldn't we just get rid of the divisions? And like, I feel like everybody was like, yeah, we should get rid of the divisions, except for like, what about the tradition of winning the Atlantic division? It's like, well, like, okay, we could have that or whatever, but who gives a shit? This became a real thing. Um, last year did you notice did you know this the Mavs got the fifth seed and avoided the play-in because it was a three-team tie and the first tiebreaker in a three-team tie is the division winner gets the spot it was against Portland and the Lakers and the Mavs got fifth because they won their division I think that is how important the winning your division should be as the third tiebreaker uh, in a in a decision on whether you make the pl- your your playoff ranking, that's it. This is that's as important as it should be. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I uh, I just I, I guess I don't care. I don't care about how many division champions. Even though the Bulls have like a ton of Central Division championships, I guess I don't know. Like it just doesn't. It's not what we're it's not what we're here for. Um, well, what are we here for, Tyler? I, we're here to talk about. Fantasy basketball, it is week six already. Week six is upon us, which is pretty wild. And I think we wanted to take a little opportunity to go venture over to the waiver wires, take a look at what's going on on Yahoo, see who's the hottest names on the transaction trends, see who is not rostered in like 60% of leagues or less, and see if we can kind of like suss out you know, what's 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 the vibe right now? How do you feel about some of these players? Uh, and then we'll talk about week six, Thanksgiving week, uh, a week with z- a, a Thursday, zero games on Thursday. I'm, I'm fully fine with NBA players being able to spend a little time with their family. It's probably a little hard because they got to play the game. Some of them play the day before, some play the day after. But um, it's still it's it's probably the weirdest week in in the fantasy basketball season. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I just, I don't know. I just feel like Thanksgiving will be so much better with some basketball, don't you? One billion percent uh, agree with that. Um, I Are you excited for the Bears? The Bears are actually going to win on no. Thanksgiving. Fuck no, man. The Bears are terrible, man. They're yeah, but they're playing, the, they're playing garbage. the Lions. Come on, the Lions. They, I, I, you know what? The Bears are so bad, I don't know if they're going to beat the Lions. Um, I understand the tradition of football thanksgiving you're fucking full of turkey you've stuffed your face uh given into the gluttony uh the gluttonous pig that you are you're laying on the couch you just football's on you're not really watching the game and you just kind of doze on pass out it, it does fit right like i feel like the the cadence the three and a half hour long commercial laden cadence of football really does fit in with the gluttonousness of of thanksgiving so i I get why they mash up right but i uh will would watch the the bulls over the bears any day of the week including thanksgiving day uh how much longer till the bulls get a christmas day game like they should uh get them in right now they should they should make some calls be like yeah we done fucked up uh, the bullshit in a Christmas game. I don't know, Mike. Who are you gonna replace? <clears throat> you replace the Knicks? The Knicks, maybe. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Hawks. I'd be all right with that too. No. Boston. Boston. They they can go on Christmas Day. No offense to them, but uh, other than that, I feel like Christmas Day. I feel like they always do a good job with Christmas Day slate. I feel like there's Usually. a lot of intriguing games. Well, the Bulls only really had what that one 
game, right? It was the Dallas Bulls game was their first TV game of the season, I believe. I think so, yeah. National TV game. The Bulls, once again, whooped dead ass. I don't know. Uh, I see. I always I, I hate the whole like national TV thing because some places count those NBA TV games. And other ones don't. And so I never know like how many national TV games anyone's played because I don't know what you're considering national TV. To me, really, the only national TV games are ABC, ESPN and, and TNT. TNT. Yep, I would agree. Those are the rules. Um, also, Tyler, I don't know if you know this, but the Bulls have not lost at home on tnt <laughs> since in, like 1842 but they haven't played the last seven years since 1910 <laughs> and uh the streak is still alive right now and they will be playing on tnt on martin luther king day um oh. so get your fucking dvr out i don't know if people still have dvrs uh, get your cancel all your fucking plans. Do not. You should be going to work. It's a holiday, y'all. Um, if your work doesn't give you Martin Luther King Day off, take it off in protest of the fact they don't give you Martin Luther King Day off. That's fucked up. Uh, and then watch the Bulls game. Uh, watch the Bulls win on TNT, keeping the TNT Bulls streak alive. Um, I'm excited for them to bring that that streak up in the broadcast because it's been a long time since they've been on TNT. <laughs> About five years, I think. It has been a while. It's probably since Derrick Rose, right? Yeah, probably since the Derrick Rose years. A lot of people talking shit out there. Bulls are playing really well, obviously. Um, you know, they look just as offensively talented as we thought they were. And a lot of people out there talking shit like, oh, you the Bulls haven't done anything in, you know, since Michael Jordan, since like 1998. It's like, are you guys fucking daft? Are you dumb? Do you watch do you watch the NBA? The, the Bulls led the league in wins two straight seasons in a row. How soon we forget, Michael. How soon we all forget. Yeah. So fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all haters. Um, Bulls are back. We back. I'm going to a couple games here in the next few weeks. I'm very excited about that. Let's enough of that. Let's talk about the transaction trends out here on Yahoo. Uh, Tyler, there's a lot of, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> there's a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of I don't know. Can we talk there about is. a real a real There's a lot of I don't know here because sometimes I look at this list and I go, what the fuck are people doing? Should we talk about a real life transaction trend that happened to just on Sunday? Yeah, let's do it. Uh Luke Walton fired as the Kings coach. This is and a, a familiar name is back in the in the head coaching chair and Mr. Alvin Gentry. Um, yes. Anything that you think will be different based on this change um i i mean i think the kings might actually win a few extra games you know the, there's always this kind of like uh catalyst you get with like a new coach I, I i do think there is something uh kind of there around that i'm just more interested into seeing if their rotation changes if marvin bagley or tristan thompson gets back into the rotation um, if Davian Mitchell uh, gets more minutes, less minutes, you know, where's that situation going to go with, uh, with Alvin Gentry? Uh, I like Alvin Gentry. I think he's a very solid coach. I just don't know. His style is going to be very different than Luke Walton's. So I think there is going to be a little bit of a shift around with uh, some of these players. Yeah, and that's really the most interesting part to me is I think the Kings have some interesting-ish fantasy options that really have not even been part of the rotation. And 
Will will they shift to maybe less Buddy Heald and more Davion Mitchell? Will they shift to any Marvin Bagley and less, you know, Chimezi Mitu and Alex Len and I don't know, name another guy who plays for them that shouldn't be. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be real interesting to see. Also, this starting lineup that they touted hasn't really worked out that well. I mean, they're six and eleven. They're two and six at home. Do they kind of switch up the starting lineup and make like Halliburton the sixth man, or do they make, you know, do they do, do they go with two big men and put Bagley in there next to Rashawn Holmes? Like, they're. I'm assuming they fired Walton because they wanted someone to make some changes. So I'm assuming there's going to be some changes. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some changes, and um, we're going to have to keep our eye on that situation. I think the the two players that I would be semi interested in, um, you know, just like definitely pulling a trigger on is if I see da- Davian Mitchell like suddenly just like he's going to start. Or like he's going to he's starting to get 30 minutes and Buddy Heald's starting to drop down. I think that like that situation that you just talked about is definitely a like a potential shift. Um, but by the way, like Buddy Heald playing very well, getting you lots of threes, you know, like doing the Buddy Heald things that you want him to do. So that would be rough for Buddy Heal owners. Um, you know, Buddy Heald, he's good. He's good. And he's a big boost to your offense. The question with Buddy Heald is always the same one. Does his significant positive offensive contributions outweigh his significant negative defensive contributions? That's that's a real question in my mind. Probably like 60% of the time the answer is no. <laughs> right? And so if you're King's GM, like, don't you just finally blow this thing up again? Like, you, you have to. Because they're yeah. just not good. And like it's three years too late to blow this thing up. Well, and but here's the thing: like, who do you keep and who do you sell at this point? Like, I'm not sure I know the answer to that question. Uh yeah, because like your assets are real questionable. Like Fox, like Fox is struggling right now. Like I he's good, he's very good, but he's he's, he's good, but struggling. is he a starting point guard on a team that makes the playoffs every year? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Probably not, right? Like Halliburton's good, but isn't he like a third or fourth option on a title team? Probably. Like Davia Mitchell's good, but he's an older rookie who's a really good defender, but doesn't have a ton of offensive game. Like you got some pieces, but you don't have a lot of anything, and so um, they're just in a real weird place right now. Yeah, I don't. I really just don't know where the Kings are going to go. Um, but that's going to be if Marvin Bagley comes back and starts playing like Marvin Bagley is not bad. And he has been standard league relevant um, in the past with, with good minutes. I just, I don't, if he wasn't playing, are the minutes suddenly going to come back? Maybe if they want to move them. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's just going to be a real crapshoot over there. So let's pay attention to that as we move into week six, Tyler, I want to, I want to throw some names out there. And usually we start with people who are getting picked up. In Yahoo Leagues, but I'm going to go with people who are being dropped in Yahoo Leagues. Two names uh, stick out here. Um, Eric Bledsoe and Chris Duarte. A lot of players seem to be giving up on these two guys. Uh, I think we know Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe had a nice hot start, uh, but Eric Bledsoe is also very inconsistent. Um, Eric Bledsoe has not been playing terribly well. For the Clippers, uh, but is it is it is it worth 
dropping this guy off your roster? Well, which one? You said two people. Well, let's start with Bledsoe. Oh, okay. All right. My bad. My bad. My bad. Um, Then we'll get to Duarte. I got confused there. You know what? Bledsoe, this stage of Bledsoe, right? We've seen Bledsoe kind of go through a, a career arc here. What has he really offered you? Like, there's good steals. There's decent assists. The percentages are terrible, though, and he's getting you, like, 10 points a game. Rebounds are fine for a point guard. Like, I'd be okay with dropping him in a 12-team league. But at the same time, like, he's really more of a team, like, a, a team fit, right? Like, if you need some assists, some steals, and some decent rebounds from a point guard, I guess you keep him if you don't. He's not really helping you anywhere else, so just get rid of him. Like, he's probably going to finish the year, if I had to guess, ranked, like, 110th. Yeah. Someone should be, like, rostered in a standard league or at least streamed in. But, like, if you don't have him anymore, like, if you have him right now and you cut him, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I got to pick him up, right? What are you doing? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm just going to be like, oh, well, he's Eric Bledsoe. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm with you. I think just, like, it just goes to show you, like, sometimes those guys are better than their bad stats. Like, where you kind of look at Bless and go, man, this guy is, like, I don't know, he's just sucking. I got to get him off the team. And that, I think it's perfectly fine for you to make that decision. Like, you're saying, like, hey, you know your roster. You know who's on the waiver wire. If there's somebody better, go get him. Go pick him up. Uh, but Bledsoe's going to be back on somebody's team. Yeah. Well, he's ranked 95th right now. Yeah. Per he's game value. Right then- back on somebody's team. The steals and the assists are enough to like the two really positive categories and four rebounds for a point guard is nothing to sneeze at. So like, he's going to help you in those three categories. So I would probably keep him to be honest. Like I doubt there's anyone on your wave wire. That's like so much better, but if there is, how about it? Yeah. I would say if Eric Bledsoe is on a roster, chances are you're not finding a lot right now. Like, you know, what is it? Alec Burks, Larry Nance Jr., Rudy Gay. Like, you're not finding a lot right now that replaces Eric Bledsoe. So if you're just streaming, cool. Let me ask you about all three of those players. Do you really want any of them? Because, like, this (laughs) is the part – this is the problem with the waiver wire right now. Like, there's a couple guys on this list that I'm like, all right, he's interested. Most of the guys, I'm like, I don't want you. Like, I I don't – no. I'd rather have Eric Bledsoe than pretty much everybody on this list. Yeah. Chris Duarte is is starting to be – uh, dropped in leagues as well, only rostered in 40% of leagues. He basically had a couple, uh, you know, just, you know, his minutes have been sinking a little bit further down to the the minus you know, below 30 minutes per game. Uh, he missed a few games. He's not playing a lot. I actually think it's just kind of like a little bit of a latent injury here, but also like the team is getting healthier. And we, we talked about this uh, when Chris Arte had that hot, start is that what happens when like justin holiday comes back like what what happens when all these guys get healthy and is is a healthy pacers team do they just not have enough minutes for chris duarte to be standard league relevant fully healthy with tj warren probably they got rolled they rolled the pelicans in their last game and then pelicans aren't good right and then he played 13 minutes against Charlotte. But again, like they played everyone on their roster in this game and they were getting killed. And then they came back in the fourth quarter running a bench mob and got sort of back into the game. And they only ended up losing by three, but like, man, I don't, 
Chris Duarte like really popped off at the beginning, but I'm not holding him anymore at this point. If you look at the last five games he's played, okay, he's averaging 23.1 minutes a game. Like, what's he going to do in 23 minutes that's worth the standard league spot? Not a whole lot. It'd be, uh, I'd imagine. I think we did talk about uh, at the beginning of the season when he was popping off, you got to go pick him up. You got to pick up hot starts. You got to pick up hot hands, especially young guys. But we said, and I'm sure you could go back and listen. I don't know why you do that because I'm just going to say it. Um, that his, <laughs> his, yeah, just don't go back and listen. I'm going to tell you what we said. His game is very one dimensional. He's a scorer, he has some threes. He's going to get you like a steal, but the assists are not going to be that great. The rebounds are only like, he's not like a a top 40 guy waiting to just waiting to get the minutes. He's more of like a pretty good plateau player. Like he's uh, when he's playing 35, 38 minutes and his game is going, he's a pretty good player to have on a roster to just to get you those points and those threes and a little bit of uh, uh, rebounds but he's not going to like, like he's not going to become a top 30 player. Right. And so now that the minutes are gone, that diminishes. And we talk about that all the time from that, from like about 50 down to 75 is that first plateau and 75 all the way down to like 120. If you just taper off just a little bit, or if you're just minutes played taper off just a minute, you can drop significantly uh, in, in your value. Uh, simply because you know you're, you're on those margins, and a lot of those players in those plateau regions are very similar uh, when it comes to how valuable they are to you winning your week. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I think Chris also Chris Duarte, he he'll be back. I think he'll be back on your roster at some point. But um, he, I'm, I'm willing what? to. I'm very willing to drop him right now. He seems like just kind of a streaky guy who's going to get hot and bubble up, and then taper off and then bubble up and then taper off like yeah he's going to be back but then again like after a 10 game hot streak you're going to be like why why do i have chris duarte again he can't make a shot he's averaging 10 points a game he's not doing anything else like i think that's the that's the chris duarte experience there are always tons of guys who um pretty much end up being that type of uh, fancy player they're all they're all very valuable right um to you at least getting a week here, a week there. Uh, streaming is a very important part of the game, and Chris Duarte is probably going to be a very good streamer uh, throughout the, the rest of the season. Um, Toronto is a bit injured, and both uh, Kim Birch and uh, your boy, Chris Boucher, um, are starting to get some um, people interested in, in dropping them on their roster. Tyler... Are you are you picking up any of these Toronto bigs um, coming into this uh, into week six? No, Ken Burch is playing tonight. Yeah, um, he's been playing about twenty some minutes a game, doing like fine, right? You know, like yeah, good. but like he's not exciting either, is he? Like a lot of steals. Okay, I mean, like, but but again, like he's got a lot of steals recently, but like, is he a steals guy? Like, I don't know. Like for a big man, maybe, but like, I mean, what does he have? He averaged point point seven last year in twenty two minutes. Like, it's okay, it's fine, it's not great. Yeah, I'm not really super interested in any of these guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, going into week six with OG and Anobi uh, likely uh, out for a few games, I would probably have him on my like streaming list for the week. Converge, especially considering if I wanted if I needed rebounds. Um, 
I'm not sure OG and Anobi, apparently it is uh, something wrong with his uh, hip. I, uh, I don't know if he'll be back by the end of the week. So I think that the minutes will be fairly safe from, from Kim Birch, but you know, I, I worry a little bit, like, are they going to split that baby? Like we are going to think Kim Birch is playing tonight and Chris Boucher plays instead. We are going to come back to the Raptors for my fun player of the, of the week. All right. We will talk about that when we get there. Let's see who else is out here on this list. Lots of dudes, lots of dudes coming. Uh, Just guys up. being dudes over here. Huh? What do you think about? I'm very intrigued, by the way. Very intrigued by Jared Vanderbilt. I really kind of like. I like him. I like him as an NBA player. You just like the cut of. I his like gym. him. He's a good guy. He's got a good personality. He's good looking. Um, he's only <laughs> rostered in 14% Dude, of He has league. a great basketball reference picture. I'm a big fan of that picture. I am not going to lie. He's, I feel like it's one where they actually got a good good snap of him. He's looking good. He looks happy. Uh, looks happy to be in the NBA, as, as, as everybody should be. Um, he's started to play. Getting He's starting to get like you know closer to 25, 28 minutes over the last few games. Getting good rebounds. He's never going to be a scorer, right? But getting good rebounds blocks and steals um i don't know i just i i like his uh his counting stats right like i just like the fact that he can like kind of peel together a, you know a couple you know 10 rebound games in a row and i i like having that on my roster for looking at week six if he's going to continue to play those minutes um i i i i'm thinking about streaming him this week oh yeah for sure now they have Weirdly won three super blowouts in a row. They blew out the Kings, they blew out the Spurs, and they blew out Memphis. So how much of his minutes were dictated by it being blowout? That I can't answer, right? Like, Yeah. Because you, you can kind of tell, like, coaches go in a different direction fast when they think a game's going to be a blowout. Like, some coaches really try to, like, get the bench going to just limit the minutes of their stars. So hopefully they don't have to rest them later on. Um. But yeah, Vanderbilt's been interesting for the last couple of years, I think. Like he just always has a game or two where you go, like, man, that was a really good game. Like he just got 10 rebounds and he got two steals and he blocked a shot. And like I think we've seen a lot of interesting stuff from him. And and even like talk back a couple of years where he was in the G League, like he had some some good games in the G League. So um yeah, interested, very interested in Jared Vanderbilt myself. Wish he played a little bit more. Not sure that he's going to. Yeah, um, I hope he does. Like, I, I'm keeping an eye on him. I definitely want to. If I'm, I'm if it seems like he's going to play and uh, stream. He's gonna oh, be a here's the for me, here's for the sure. one that's on here that we should say about Nick Batum went in health and safety protocols on Sunday. Yes, um, he has been picked up quite a bit. He's had a couple of good games here. Um, he, he just does a lot of things that people need in fantasy. He's going to be out for at least ten days, so I would probably just drop tomb and streaming somebody else this week and next week and then when the tomb is back what do you think about Taylor? uh where, where, where am i going with this nick batum is on the clippers not on, not on the geez what happened to me this is a long weekend tyler um i do that at least once a day so don't feel bad i'm like wait what was i saying there i don't know just too many players in the NBA or something. I don't know what it is. You know, they all move around quite a bit these days. Of some like an old old fogey 
uh, talking about the. <laughs> I have not heard the term the fogey in a long time. So that. Wow. A lot of old fogies around here. I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein? Hartenstein. <laughs> one of those. Just, just cover all your bases. Could it be any, any of those names? Isaiah uh, H. Let's go with that. Let's go with Isaiah. Well, I, he, I think he's going to get some uh, decent minutes. Are you are you interested in that? He does. Uh, I think he's a little cagey. Uh, if he got the minutes, I think it, it would be a little bit at least interesting enough for me to, you know, consider streaming. So, um. He only played five minutes against the Mavericks. That was partially because the Mavericks played some small ball in that game, mm-hmm. and Zubak played pretty well. Um. Weirdly, he's ahead of Serge Ibaka in their rotation right now because Serge Ibaka is playing in the G League that is a very big uh I think a big asterisk like what's what's happening with Serge Ibaka um I will say this though they play the Mavericks again on Tuesday it's one of those sets and then they have a couple days off then they play Detroit and Golden State um not teams you associate with playing a ton of really big guys and so um I don't think it's the week to pick up Isaiah Hardenstein yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I think he could, if he's going to play 30 minutes a game, I'm, I'm very, I'm, 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 I'm very interested in getting him on some of my bigger rosters um, in, in some of the bigger leagues that I play in. I, I, I do think he could be. A what do you bit, think about Luke Kennard? This is the guy that I'm, I'm thinking about because man, I don't like Luke Kennard, man. Me neither, but he's been like playing well this year. Like he's been good. He's having a better year than usual, right? He's definitely he's he's fits that mold, right? The guy who comes in, gets some three, hits some threes, gets some points, doesn't you know shit the bed in any other you know category. Really, he's not going to get you blocks, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, like I picked him up and streamed him a few times, but where what's his ceiling? Is this it? Yeah, there's not a lot there, but like if Batum is out, he's probably going to be playing a few more minutes. Like he might even be up to closer to 30 um, over the next couple games. And there's some threes and some maybe some decent points. And he's actually gotten a steal in three out of his last four games. So maybe that's something we can we can hopefully see him add. Um, actually, no, four out of his last five games. My counting skills are not good. Um, so. Just somebody to keep an eye on, maybe stream a little bit this week that with Nipatum out of the lineup. Yeah. Another guy I'm uh, looking uh, towards is our boy Nerlens Noel uh, back, played 29 minutes uh, against Houston the other night. Mitch Robinson is out. Uh, we all know Nerlens Noel can do it in limited minutes. And if Mitch Rob is out, those minutes aren't going to be that limited. So, um, you know, definitely stream Nerlens Noel anytime you can if if anything tyler should be people be putting them at the end of their bench i would for right now at least while robinson's out why not man like yeah. what better player he's ranked 81st only played five games only averaging 22.7 minutes a game in those five games gonna get you a steal gonna get you a block gonna get you good rebounds gonna have a good field goal percentage yes there's no points you can stream but, in points and get points like he's yeah He's a Draymond Green type in some ways, right? Like he's going to get you some stats that are really, really valuable and it's not going to be points. Yeah. You know what you're getting into when they're on this well, but like you're getting blocks of steals and rebounds. It's really nice uh, to get that night in and night out just to boost your week. Um, I'd probably roster him 
this week, even though I think we, we, we were talking about the uh, the Knicks only playing three times this week. It's a weird week, week six, with Thanksgiving zero games on Thursday. That means Wednesday, Friday, tons of games just to get the get those games in. Uh, makes it really hard, as you were saying before the show, Tyler, really, makes it really hard to stream this week. You know, there's no games Thursday, so you got to figure out, you know, you got low games on Tuesday and Sunday. Saturday's eight games and every other, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday's tons of games, like absolutely tons of games. This might be one of those like look ahead uh, Sunday, Monday streams. Here's the I, other I look at the Pacers, the Clippers um, to get an extra start for next week. Here's the other kind of annoying thing is the two lightest days, right? It's just the Clippers, the Pistons and the Lakers that play on Thursday and on Sunday or on Tuesday and on Sunday. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, no one plays on Thursday. So it's like, you know, do you want to dive headfirst into one of those players? And then you look at those rosters and it's like, there's not a lot to stream on a lot of those rosters. And so it's not a great week at all for streaming. Uh, this is the week though. And, and the holiday makes it good for this. Cause I feel like people, you know, they get some days off work. They got a little more time. I would be looking to make a trade this week. I think you pretty much know what team mm-hmm. you have. You know your strengths, you know your weaknesses. This is the week where you kind of sure up that team with a big trait. I agree. This is the, I think you have enough sample size to feel pretty confident in your evaluations of these players. And I think a lot of people, you know, if you, I mean, I've been offered Dame and some of these. I think some people are getting a little nervous with some slow starts with the bad shooting uh, that will obviously go away. Um, by the, the time, you know, January, February rolls around. Um, I think there's a lot of value out there, right? So, like, uh, now is the time to, to wheel and deal. Even if you're not looking for value, just looking to make your team better or, you know, beef up some some categories that you're not very good in. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be looking to make trades this week. I feel like it's just it's just a great time for it, right? Like, there's just going to be – there's going to be some – availability as far as time there's going to be some availability as far as players and so right now is the time to make a bunch of offers and try to swing something yeah see what happens small anything yeah it sounds like uh you know some guys who are coming back larry marketing might be coming back this week what do you if he's on a waiver wire are you picking him up he had a nice start to the season and evan mobley is out so that you know there's there's touches there oh yeah for sure i think marketing is going to be good and might take a couple games to get back up, you know, to, to full go, but I think he's going to be good. So I would definitely pick him up. Yeah. That's a player I'm looking for uh, this week as well. Um, If you look at uh, how this week is going to be uh, shaping up uh, Dallas and Denver with only two games this week, everybody else four or three. Uh, Are there any particular, I guess, teams or players that you're looking going into week six uh, that you're, you're keeping an eye on? that's a good question man i don't know i i feel like as far as teams like these teams are playing four games there's a lot of them there are a lot of the games they'll fall on that wednesday friday and monday so it's like you really can't get much out of them if you're going to pick up one of these players you know what i mean yeah i feel like it's gonna be one of those weeks where i only like stream one or two guys just because i don't know what else i can do right right and so i feel like it's a week to kind of assess more than it is to stream, right? Like try to figure out your roster, try to figure out what you need, try to figure out how you can add it and then try to add it. I like that. I like that mantra, Tyler. Uh, Before we go, Tyler is once again, time 
for everyone's favorite segment of the show, Tyler's hot dudes that he wants questions to be answered about who play in the NBA sponsored by the new pixel six. Um, thanks. Thank you, Google for uh, making me buy the pixel six by obsoleting your old phones. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for plan obsolescence. I appreciate um, your business practices. Google. I do not have a gun to my head. The, the pixel six. Uh so I'm going to read you a stat line and I'm going to tell me, I want you to tell me how interested you are in this stat line in fantasy. All right. Are you prepared for this? I'm very prepared. Okay. 14.3 points. I like it. 6.1 rebounds. Okay. 3.6 assists. Mm-hmm. 1.5 steals. Mm. 0.8 blocks. shooting from the field, 75 from the free throw line. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I do like that stat line. The steals are very, very nice. Nothing. How what were the assists? Three? 3.6. Oh, who um hmm, who is this? Do you want to guess who this player is? Um I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to. Shit, I, I you might have stumped me though. Is this uh no? It wouldn't be mellow. The steals are too high. This is a uh, this is a juicy stat line by a Toronto Raptor, and actually maybe oh, more than one. Not Nick Batum. Not that. This isn't. We're not going to do Franz Wagner or Franz Wagner. Why can I say his name? <laughs> you want to do him again? I'm so fucking tired. Franz Wagner uh, again. This is not Franz so- Wagner. This is a very similar stat line to, Wagner. I'm, I, to I, current I, rookie standout Scotty Barnes, who's ranked 86th. Oh. But this is not Scotty Barnes. Okay. This is the per 36 minute stat line of a player I'm pretty sure you've never even heard of. It's, uh, that's harsh. That's harsh. I've heard of Pascal Siakam. His name is Delano Banton. Uh, Delano. 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 <laughs> you can't even spell that. Okay, 22-year-old rookie, second-round pick by the Raptors. Fits the Raptors' mold. 6'9", you know. Big, kinda... tall, lanky, athletic guy. Yep. And he has basically surpassed Goran Dragic in the rotation. He is the reason that Goran Dragic is not playing in most games when they are healthy. Interesting. This is a guy in Dynasty League's I think I'm trying to acquire because like there's just something about this guy when he plays that I like. And when you like he hasn't gotten a ton of minutes, but when he's gotten the minutes, like just look at him on the court and you're like, man, this guy can play. Like this guy's good. Um, he's had some interesting-ish games already when he's been given like 15 minutes. He's played in every single Raptors game so far. That's positive. Um, I think we're gonna see Toronto maybe blow it up a little bit at some point here like they got some interesting pieces but like or maybe they just try to move him and get something back to to build on like they can go in a lot of different directions they've got a lot of players that they like right they're eight nine they're probably the most likely team though in the east where like we mentioned this before right like every team is trying to make the playoffs so do the raptors like go the other way and try to tank at the deadline 
sell off some pieces, and maybe open up a big role for the Delano Banton. It's possible. In a dynasty league, I think in a couple of years, this guy is going to be a top 75 player. Oh, wow. That's, uh, those are strong words. Um, yeah, like I, Toronto's a real mystery to me, right? Because I, the East is so strong this season that they're not going to be able to kind of coast into the playoffs, right? They're going to have to fight for it. And they're not healthy. They're getting healthy. Um, but at some point, if you're consistently not healthy and then just kind of treading water, you, you want to shut that stuff down. So I don't know if they're, you know, they got Scotty Barnes. He looks good. I don't know if this is a year where they just like, Hey, let's see what we have and then make moves in the off season. Or if they're like, you know, I'm going to Nancy, I'm going to make some moves. Let's tank. Let's play the rookies. Uh, let's get Scotty Barnes like out there to see if he's like the, the guy, which he still looks like one of the guys, you know, he still looks really, really good. Um, so it'd be, it will be interesting to see like the playing time. Um for uh, Delano, I don't know if it gets there at all this season, but there is that possibility, like you're saying, if they decide to just tank, go in a different direction, all of a sudden you might see this guy playing 20 plus minutes. Yeah, and he's just, he's interesting, just an interesting guy, someone to keep on your radar. If he is playing more minutes, he's probably going to be worthwhile in fantasy. Yeah, um, there's, I, the eye test really is, um, helps right like if you watch as much nba as as tyler and i have apparently watched in our lifetimes um there there are just certain things that i would honestly say not like i wouldn't be able to articulate what i'm seeing when i see it but it's just kind of like oh i'm noticing this guy i like i like the way he runs i like the way he cuts i like the way he's in passing lanes like just like he's kind of always around. Like it's what always baffles me is the guys who get like 25 points and I forgot they were on the court. It's like, how am I missing oh, a guy who had 25 points? Yeah, there, there's, there's definitely things that impact the game that are very hard to articulate. And as a man who writes things down for a living, um, they're still very hard to articulate. It's just something you see and you're like, eh, that's good, man. That's good. And I don't know what you call it or how you define it, but like, He's just a good player doing a lot of good things on the court. And sometimes I can figure out words to say and other times I just can't. Right. Yeah. Um, That's why, you know, like, Hey, that's why there's scouts and advanced analytic people uh, who, who really understand all that stuff to, to help us out, you know? For sure. For sure. For sure. uh, You definitely threw me a curveball there. I do not know. Delano Banton. (laughs) I, I figured I'd go. I figured I'd get a deep cut for our our dynasty league right. people in this uh, listening in this space. Um, deep cuts are always fun, right? I feel that, like yeah. we need more deep cuts in life. I agree. Let's uh, we we gotta get throw a bone out to our uh, dynasty listeners, our big league listeners. Uh, we do, you know, we do focus a lot on standard league, um, but I appreciate uh, that was the. Tyler's Hot Guy, sponsored by uh, my forceful consumerism by the Google Corporation. And they're listening to every word I say because I have one of those uh, Google Homes in here. So I must talk very nicely about the Google Corporation. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Tyler. Um, And I think that's it. If you have any questions, like if you're in a dynasty league, bigger league, you want us to start talking trades. Maybe you want us to talk about a trade on the show. 
hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Twitter at watch the boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts. That's W A T T S. Tyler, you got anything else to plug? No, man, that's it. Um, we're gearing up for uh, December 15th, right? So a lot more players can be traded. So you'll probably hear a lot more from me about trades and, and trades that could be made and interesting real life NBA fantasy trades in the coming days and weeks. Yeah. I think we're, like you said, I think it's going to be a very interesting season because I think the, the dichotomy is changing. The, the, the cha- there's a changing of the guards here. Um, the, the big teams aren't the big teams anymore. Um, so I think it is going to be a very interesting year, a lot of action, and we'll be here to talk about it here on Watching the Boxes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. If you really want to support the show, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, go ahead and subscribe or patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We really appreciate all you Patreons out there for supporting the show. Uh, good luck in week six, and we will see you next time. Bye.